0: Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly
1: Butts. Hello, it's the week of April 12th, 2021. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm a little extra excited to share this episode with you today because along with our regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons, both from American International Forest Products, We're joined by special guest and AIFP president, John Vranizan. John was a trader for American International Forest Products from 1990 until 2011 when he was promoted to president and has since led AIFP to becoming one of North America's largest wholesale building material companies. Hello, John, Justin, and Ken. It's so great to have you join me today and welcome to Lumber Connection.
2: Thanks, Molly. Excited to be here.
1: Well, on our agenda today is our customary recap of the last couple of weeks, along with a forecast for the next couple. And then we'll focus on a quarterly review from John's perspective. So for our regular updates, Justin, let's start with you. Can you give me a highlight reel on sort of current market status and availability, along with what seems to be coming the thorn in everyone's side, transportation?
2: Well, we're... uh you know, coming off our last discussion, we've pretty much left off where we thought we were headed, which is to higher prices once again. Um, the inability for the buyer to stay out of the market for any lengthy period of time continues to be the, the kind of the status quo. They enter the market often, and the credit lines have, we've touched on several times in the podcast continue to be an issue. They're stretched all leading to, again, the inability to to really stay out of the, the lumber market for any extended period of time, which it's hard to get a market to settle down when the mills can sell wood ease and raise prices and people just keep paying it. So that moment of settling that we had here a few weeks ago has completely dissipated on every front, on every species throughout the industry. So we had a moment. Came and went. We had a sizable correction in Yellow Pine 2x6. That was the big one from a full pricing perspective. 2x4 in Yellow Pine in the South gave back a bit as well, close to about $100. Studs, maybe you found some breaks here and there. Um, They were short-lived, but mills were really able to lean on most mostly their established order files that they had. So it was who was going to win. That's what we kind of knew as far as who can hold out the longest. another round to the mills. So long story short, we've got rising prices uh, across the nation, across every species, really every dimension. And uh, we expect that trend to continue here for until we change our mind. But I think anybody giving you a realistic viewpoint really past 30 to 60 days, and I know even that's kind of a large window, that's as About as far as you can see with any real sense of clarity. Anything past that, it's anybody's best guess. And anybody that tells you they know what's going to happen is probably lying to you. I think that's a tough call to make long term, but we're in unprecedented times. I'm using one of those words again, but it's the truth. It's a wild ride and we're we're in the midst of it here. So again, kind of my, my looking forward here. I look for higher prices to continue. Availability is getting tougher and tougher. Order files are stretching out into May and pretty much every species. That's kind of what I'm seeing from my desk.
1: Not exactly the outlook we've had for the last little bit, but uh, certainly what I'm seeing all across the board.
2: <laughs> That's right. Remember, when I was, it was like, I was joking. It's like we went for uh, what, 10 months talking about the same thing. Markets going up, markets going up. The first time we said markets going down, it's like, whoa. What's going on here? Hold the, hold right. the phone. Right. <laughs> so now we're back to our status quo, which is uh, uh, back to where our comfort zone is, I guess, in, in talking about prices are going.
1: Comfort zone might be a bit of a stretch, but Ken, what can you add to that?
3: Yeah, very similar from what I'm seeing out here in the West, Molly. Uh, the trajectory that we projected at the end of our last podcast is the same. It's no different than watching the Masters last week, and Dustin Johnson's got the driver out on a par five. I mean, the market is ripping, and there's no doubt about it. In the West, I'd say the product that is trending the most medium, we'll call it, because it's still trending upward, is Doug for One or Better. Uh, it has not been as aggressive as other species, although we are seeing it sell throughout the Northwestern California and into other markets in place of Spruce 1650 and Hemphur products. You know, so that will continue to turn up here in coming weeks. Like Justin said, I mean, it was, we made a good call a few weeks ago on a slight market uh, opportunity. It happened. It's been going straight up since. I think, you know, 30, 60 days is an accurate window that you can be realistic on things like Justin mentioned. I don't anticipate in both February, March, and April, all three months now, the first week we've had a 45 minute market correction. I don't anticipate we get that in May. I don't think on May 4th or May 5th, we're all looking around like, hey, I wonder if it'll happen. I, I, we're just too busy. Everyone across the country is screaming for late trucks, trying to find replacement wood, posting on their LinkedIn page that they just had another banner month. You know, we're just rocking and we're underbuilt as a country. So I anticipate the demand continues to dominate the supply side of the supply demand of the equation.
1: Yeah, speaking of the transportation issues, can one or both of you speak a little more to what's going on in that realm specifically?
0: Well, Molly, I uh, don't mean to butt in, but the year over year, as well as the quarterly review, and I, I think we have to have some perspective. It was exactly a year ago that the building products industry was in a state of flux with officially our economy shutting down, with everyone. Uh, moving from the normal place of business into a remote workplace, we had nationally a number of jobs get paused or canceled. The value of our on the ground inventories, the value of our inventories that we bought to ship at a future date, everything associated with uh, our cost of goods. In a two-week period of time lost 50% value and over a four-week period of time lost over 100% value because nobody knew. And the mindset of the the businesses in the United States was to protect their, their cash flow and their balance sheet. Fast forward another month into the middle part of May, and we had a reversal, not only in the cost of goods, but we had really a reversal- of supply. We had a reversal of logistics and the framework for what we're experiencing is credit difficulties today. So the logistics is, is such a hot topic today, but really it, it started several years ago when we had our, our recessionary period that, that really began in the mid 2000s from 07, from oh I'd say Q1 of 07 all the way through 2012 with pricing and with volumes at a historically low level it became very difficult for our transportation partners to maintain their fleets that means upkeep of equipment repairing new tires continuing to recruit and hire new drivers and so what they did is what any business does and they had to get nimble they had to address where their blind spots and weak weak spots were, and they made their businesses efficient. Fast forward to where we are today, when we have a demand-driven market, we've got the style of business from a retail experience to more of a online purchase experience. And that really puts a demand on just-in-time delivery from groceries to apparel, as, as well as what we're involved in the uh, building products industry. So we, we don't have an expanded fleet of carriers or an investment of carriers that can handle the demand that we're seeing today from all facets of our economy. So that has created what we're seeing as a sharp increase both for long haul and short haul flatbed trucks, over the road vans, as well as rail transportation, so the the mindset of of the purchasing agent and the forecasting of our partners in in production has had to be extended and view the market in cycles that go longer than they're typically used to, and inventory levels have had to go up to accommodate for those longer than average delivery times. So. That's something that that when you say, hey, what's trucking doing, trucking has been a uh, source of frustration for years, not because they're trying to act in a way that is profiteering. They're acting in a way of managing their business by sort of a -a whack-a-mole, right? Something pops up, they throw their resources at it. They satisfy a level of their customer base, but there's two or three over on the other side that will be screaming at them with the same fervor and venom to get their product moved.
1: Thank you for jumping in on that, John. I think that's some really good perspective. It's easy to sort of hone in on the one thing that feels like, like I said, is sort of the thorn in the side, but I think it's important and good that you've brought to our attention that it's not a new or recent issue. It's something that's been happening for kind of a long time. So thank you for that perspective. I think, you know, we can probably turn our attention a little bit more to what you'd like to provide for us in addition to that transportation and logistics update. So, again, thank you for joining us, John.
0: Yeah, you bet. I think the obvious thing when you talk about Q1 of, of 2021 is, is the beat goes on where we're experiencing a supply-demand imbalance where the demand for building materials has exceeded what we see as, as the current supply. We've had to be aggressive in the way that we manage our customer base and make sure that we're not being irresponsible with the uh, timeframes that we quote product, that we have to do what we say and say what we do. Our supply partners right now are under tremendous pressure to continue to put product out to the market, but with the demand as high as it is, the solution to that has been to go further and further out in the weeks that they can ship product. And it doesn't seem right now the available inventories that are on the ground or are ready to ship in the United States or in a place where they can be counted on to fill excess or pop-up need. So the supply chain today is tough, tight, tense. And if I could think of another T word, I would say it, right? But I, I think we all understand that the business right now is in a steep growth curve, that the cost of goods is putting pressure on available working lines of credit. And at three times historical value today on April the 14th, we're managing and and forecasting business differently than what we have in in the past 50 years. And I, I think that if we find a level of supply to equalize the demand, it will ease a lot of the pressures today but I don't know if that's coming anytime uh, soon in the second quarter of 2021. What we see at American International is a continuation of the trend with periods of volatility. And we believe that that the industry itself, especially with someone like the SBCA and the BCMC, that's a committed part of the industry that, that provides a solution by the component manufacturing process, the relevance of your space in our industry will grow and grow while labor and uh, logistics are an ongoing issue. We believe that the manufacturing process and component manufacturing is one of the leading technologies that is practical to put on a job site and help alleviate a lot of the historic issues that have prevented mass construction or multifamily or single family to um, prosper.
1: So what I've been hearing, Justin, you and Ken both say for the last couple of weeks is that we're in unprecedented times. But what I'm really hearing you guys say sort of over the long haul is that unfortunately, we're in a little bit of a new lumber market norm for at least the next little bit. And John, even based on what you're saying today, it sounds like we certainly appreciate and agree with you that as vca and and our members are a huge part of what the the future and current and all of the things about framing are lumber's still going to be difficult to come by and or we're not going to be seeing any additional market corrections in the near term
0: well i w- I would say that it, it might be uh, somewhat irresponsible to say that we're not going to see corrections we're this is a commodity business and there are micro climates in every major trend, so volatility is going to be the norm as as we work through the year twenty twenty one both on the downside and the upside.
1: Well, I appreciate all of that perspective, and I just wonder if any of you uh John or Ken or Justin, have anything you'd like to say as some final words for what the next let's say two weeks to month look like from a what should our component manufacturers think about doing with regard to their purchasing?
2: Maybe we replay our advice uh, for every every other podcast, other than maybe the last two. Stay in front of it. You know, if you don't have any lumber, you better buy some. I would say that if you've got business on the books, you know, he, here's what we know moving forward. Right over the next thirty days, we know that that mills hold over order file. I think when you look at our sector and in the industry, we're going to be in there fighting every day, trying to buy the best values we can for our customers. So, again, I think it ultimately goes back to lean on your trusted suppliers and partners that you have throughout the industry. Heed their advice. Be active in the trade. But right now, what we know is we've got rising prices, very tough availability on products. Um, sourcing is an issue. Transportation is an issue. So you line all those things up. And if you've got business that started or you've got minimal uh, amount of wood out on the yard, it's probably a good idea to get some stuff uh, on the books
0: with your trusted supplier. I feel like the next two weeks is somewhat uh, baked in with the activity that we've seen from the the end of March to the mid-period of April. My suggestion is, is that the members of the SPCA and PCMC, get as close to the customer as possible, have that conversation with them about need, and tell the story that we're experiencing both logistically, price-wise, from an overall volume standpoint. The system of managing inventories over the past 10 years is leading us to really steer away from a just-in-time mentality, more so to a steady inventory build that matches that steady outflow
1: of orders. That feels like very sound advice now and even in the future. So, thank you very much for all of that perspective. You guys all heard it here today with Justin Binning and Ken Timmons and John Vranizan. And I appreciate you all coming today, John, especially for popping in to be our special guest speaker. I'd just like to encourage you to. Ask these guys questions, submit questions to us through our um, Lumber Podcast email address. And I look forward to talking with you guys all in the next couple of weeks.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Thanks,
1: Molly. You bet. Thanks so much, guys.
0: This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.